What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Be familiar with the story of a drowning man. And as this man was drowning, he had no fear. He was confident because this man was religious. And so as he was shipwrecked and as he was beginning to drown uh, he said God will save me so that was his uh, affirmation to himself all of a sudden a man in a canoe comes by and offers the drowning man a life jacket to help him out and he says no thanks God will save me then a helicopter comes by overhead and the crew throws a ladder down they see this man they look like it looks like he needs help But again, the man says, don't worry. God is going to save me. And finally, a person swims out to the drowning man to save him. And the man says, the man says, climb on my back and I will swim you to the shore. And of course, the drowning man refuses and says, no thanks. God will save me. And so the man that had come to save him returned to the shore And as you can imagine, that drowning man actually drowned. Thank God he was saved because he makes it to heaven. He was a fool, but he made it to heaven. He says, God, I got to have a conversation with you. I read the word and I read the books of what I'm supposed to do. And you said you will save me. Why didn't you save me? He said, I sent a helicopter. I sent a life jacket. I sent a canoe. I sent out a man to personally come get you. And you refuse to get the help that I sent you. And aren't we the same way when we say God will help me. God will save me not realizing that the answer and the solution that you're looking for from God is in God's people. Relationships are so vital to God. I want to let you know that God wired us for relationships. In fact, in the beginning, when you look at the book of Genesis, when he created man, he wired his first creation. Man, he breathed the breath of life. And and when he realized that man came to life, he said one thing, and I'm so grateful for this. I'm so glad he said the following words. He realized that man was built for relationship. So he said the following words. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. Thank God for that. So he says, I will make him a suitable helper. Those that are married say, thank God for wifey. Say, thank God for wifey. He said, I'll make you a suitable helper because he knew that man was wired for relationships the way that he created him because he is a relational God for those that think he's just a figure in the sky and for those that think he's just a religious entity like everyone else I'm here to tell you that you're sadly mistaken the God that we serve is a relational God he speaks he lives he breathes he's moving matter of fact I'm so glad to tell you he's actually in our midst And he desires for us to talk with him and to speak with him. In fact, the Bible says that Adam will walk in the cool of the day in the very presence of God because he is a relational God. Relationships, people of God, is the currency of heaven. 
Nothing moves outside of relationships. When you think of currency in, in terms of in the natural world, this is what makes things move. And that currency is what makes things move. In the spiritual realm, relationships it is what makes things move. So here we are saying, God, help me. God, save me. God, okay, let me, let me, am I getting your business now? Is it all right if I speak and tell the truth to my 10? Is it all right? I don't need anybody. You're all I need, God. I don't need friends. I don't trust anybody. It's real quiet now. It's real quiet now. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody to help me. I, I, I don't need anyone's support. I don't need anyone's encouragement. I don't need anyone to hold my hand. I don't need anybody to say anything to me. I'm fine all by myself. And so here we are. When you speak that way and when you live that way, there's a clash between ideology, your ideology, and theology. Because when you look at scripture in both the Old and New Testament, you will see how vital relationships were. And how it always took for a person to rise up to speak on behalf of God, to lead on behalf of God, and to take people to where they needed to go on behalf of God. God used people when he needed to deliver the people of Israel. He raised a man named Moses. When he needed a king for the people that were crying out for a king, he raised up Saul and then he raised up David and then so on and so forth. Whenever God needed to take people to their destiny, he always used people. So here we are saying, I don't need people. I don't need no, no new friends. I don't need anybody to talk to me. I'm going to just go to church. All I need is God and God looking at you like, mm. Because then we, there's a clash between ideology and theology. God made you for relationships. God made you to establish relationship. In fact, it's so important that even when you look at our, our physiology, the way that we're built, the way that we're created, our brain is the only organ that is, that is conditioned and that is wired by human social interactions. That's why the beginning years of a baby, uh, I know I got, I, got a, I got a good supply of them. And it's very, <laughs> uh, uh, you'll realize that they tell you those first years are vital. Attachment is important for you to be present and physically there. Uh, 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 I'm not going to get into parenting right now because that's for a whole different seminar. But when we do that seminar, I'll help you all out. Y'all talking about, just leave him there. Let him cry it out. Now realizing that they need the attachment and the presence and the feeling of someone. So those things begin to, to, to wire our brain, those social interactions, those human interactions, the only organ in our body that is formed and developed in that way. It's so important to our lives. Now, I know why, I know why, I know why, I know why. I'm going to help you. I know why you don't want relationships. I know why you don't want friends because you've been disappointed. I know that you don't trust people because the people that you wanted to trust in, you placed a little bit of trust that you had in that person and then they abandoned you and they forsook you and they, and they rejected you and they neglected you and, and, and you helped them and they didn't help you back and, and they told you, well, you're my ride or die, but when it came time to ride, they weren't nowhere around and so, and they told you, listen, anything you go through, I'll be there, but then, but then when, when things started to pop off, they got scared. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is you begin to you begin to live this life of just a, a mindset where you say I don't need anybody because you've you've experienced broken relationship, you've experienced the wrong relationship, you experienced the emotional baggage, you experienced the spiritual baggage that comes with that, you experienced distorted thinking that when you see people, you think everyone is out to get you. You make assumptions about everybody and you take everything personal. My 10 left me. <laughs> so now you live this life of, I don't need anybody, but I want to help someone today. I want to let you know that that is why, because I realized this, and you can't neglect those things. You can't neglect that they hurt you. You can't neglect that they criticized you. You can't neglect that they, that they, that they just closed their arms and their hearts from you. I, I realize that, but the beautiful thing that when we come to the Lord, he gives us the advocate, the comforter, that is the Holy Spirit. And the Bible declares in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I know the way you think about relationships is one way but God is challenging someone today to rethink relationships to rethink friendships to rethink that we were made for human interactions that's why we need the Holy Spirit so that he can help us in our relationships and that when when we're feeling like we can't trust that person say Holy Spirit give me the grace that I need Holy Spirit give me the love that I need Holy Spirit I'm gonna help someone right here help me to see people the way you see them because the way you see them is with unconditional love you see the potential and the good in people and I'm seeing uh, everything else so help me Holy Spirit because we were wired for relationships and so you need to understand that this is a season and a time as we are discussing unity as our vision and our theme for this year that we absolutely need relationships because if my 10 would just catch something that I'm getting ready to throw at you because isolation will cause deprivation Isolation will cause deprivation. What does that mean, Pastor? I'm so glad that you asked. When you are isolated and living on an island and just off to yourself, don't need nobody to help you, don't need anybody to encourage you, don't you just, I'm fine all by myself, but that will deprive you of your growth, that will deprive you of opportunities, that will deprive you of very important lessons that others can share with you, that will deprive you of the support that you actually need because you really, really need it. I'm talking about you really, really need it. <laughs> But when you're isolated, you deprive yourself of prayers that people can offer up for you. When you deprive yourself of relationships, you deprive yourself of a community, and you deprive yourself of true faith. Why do I say true faith? Because the scripture gives us the true test of spiritual maturity. The true test of spiritual maturity is how you treat people. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming right down your lane. I'm coming right there. I'm, I'm in your living room right now. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, look at what the Bible says in the book of Matthew. Excuse me, in, 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 the, in the book of John, in the book of John. Let's throw that up. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. If you... Pray all day, every day. If you fast 364 days and only eat one day of the year. If you serve all day and night, 
if you get the most money, if you get the most likes, the true test of spiritual maturity, and all of these things are wonderful. If, if y'all know your pastor, I love prayer. Oh, I love me some prayer. I love praying. I love fasting. I love getting in the Word of God. But the amount of time that I invest in that actually is not the true sign of spiritual maturity because you can pray all day and night, read the word all day and night and never implement it and be spiritually dry and never bear spiritual fruit and you can, be, you can actually be up in church for many, many years and still be a spiritual infant because you don't love people. And, the, and, 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 here is, and here is something very important. When Jesus said this to his disciples, he didn't make exceptions, meaning as in, he said, it's, this is only, this only, this is only uh, applicable to certain personality types. If you're an extrovert, this word is for you. This is for extroverts. This is for introverts. This is for all of the verts. Because some of y'all use that as an excuse. I'm just not a people person. I have no social skill. I'm just awkward. And you use all these excuses. But I want to let you know that your God is commanding you above your personality, above what you feel. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. The command is love one another. Then people will know that you are my disciples relationships look at the person beside you and tell them relationships 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 so we've set out in this year to have unity say with me unity shout like you're fasting say unity and in order for us to get to the place that God has God has called us to be we need unity with God and we need unity with people so I want to share three very quick things and then I'm gonna get out your way because I already know some of y'all as soon as I came into your living room and I started coming down and I was reading your emails, uh, you kind of shut me off, but I still got 10, right? I still got 10, okay, okay, okay. So, so I wanna share these three quick things and I wanna, uh, and I wanna get out of here. Uh, but the first thing, uh, when it comes to unity with people and with God, the first thing that we have to understand that honor is vital for our relationships. I constantly preach and teach on this. I'm a, you're going to hear me say that word until I'm blue to this face. Until, until I'm going to be teaching this thing until I'm gone. Because, because God has commissioned me in my time of prayer. Uh, he's commissioned me to restore honor in the church. Because we live in a generation, and I love this generation. I'm a part of this generation. But as I observe and as I have conversation, I realize that we lack honor in this time that we're living in. We don't honor uh, 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 people around us. We don't value, have the same values, have the same standards that we used to. And so honor has left the window. And God has called me as much of a fight as it is. And if I'm the pastor of this church and I'm a spiritual father of this house, I'm going to keep preaching and teaching on this concept until we really get it or until you go somewhere else and they don't preach and teach on this but honor is absolutely vital for the people of God honor so when it comes to honor it means to esteem it means to hold value it means to see when you look at people you see the God in them you don't see their condition but you look at their position in Christ so honor is is literally that word honor means the weight that you place on a person because because what you perceive out of person is what you will receive out of a person what you 
perceive out of a person is what you will receive. So if you if you look at me and just look at and, and, and say he's just a common man, he puts his he puts his pants on the same way I put on, and you don't see that God has called me and anointed me to be a pastor, you will never receive the anointing that I have as a spiritual father or a pastor. If you look at your husband and you just see a fool and that's all you call him, guess what, baby? All you're going to get is a fool. If you look at your wife and all you see is somebody that was made to just cook and clean, then baby, that's all you're going to get. But when you look at somebody through the lens of God, you look at your wife and you say, that's a woman of God right there. That's a powerful, mighty woman of God. And you look at your husband and say, people may call him a fool, but I see the man of God in him. I see a man of character. I see a man of integrity. When you see a church, you don't look at it as just a small church, just a church that just beginning. But you look at this place as the most powerful place to be on on a Sunday afternoon holler at your boy if you know what I'm talking about because what you perceive is what you will receive and so relationships is vital and what's vital to relationships in order for relationships to thrive in order for there to be life in relationships in order for there to be longevity in relationships there has to be honor so we honor upward that's the first point that i want to share with you we honor up how do we honor up we honor god before we can genuinely love on people, we have to get in a place where we surrender to Christ, to the Holy Spirit, in order for him to fill us with love, to be able to love people. Because some people, I know you're not smiling. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And so, so we need a genuine relationship with Jesus and be filled with his Holy Spirit in order for us to love the way that he loves. So we honor upward. And can I give you the secret to honoring God upward in order for us to love people? Can I tell you what it is? This is so good. You're going to get this the most. It is worship. When you worship him, the word worship literally translates into the word called proskuneo in the Greek, which means to bow down, but other translation means for someone to kiss the hand of a king. Kiss towards. You ever met a kiss up? We used to have that, 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 that a saying like that back in the day. Wait, I don't hear it now, but there used to be, remember in school when you had that one that one student that was a teacher's pet, and he would, what, what would he do? Kiss up. In this season, in order for us to love people and have unity with people, we need to worship God like never before. Because as we worship God, we're, we're kissing towards and we're saying, God, I love you. There's no one above you. And you realize how powerful he is and how gracious he is and how marvelous he is and how amazing. I wish I had a worshiper that could just take about five seconds and say, that's the God I worship. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, my savior, my redeemer, my healer. Because here it is, when you worship him, you realize how much you need him. When you realize how much you need him, you realize realize how much you need a thing called grace and when you realize how much you need grace you give grace to other people 
So in order for us to honor, we need to honor up, meaning that we need to honor God. The only way that you can really honor people is by first honoring God. You need to honor God's word. You need to honor God's presence. You need to honor his call, his anointing, and his purpose for your life. You need to honor his salvation. You need to honor this church. Because when you honor this place, not the facility, not what you see physically, but the community, the church, the body of God, and you treat it with honor and you love it even with the mistakes, even with the flaws, you say, this is my church. I love this place and I love that the presence of God is in this house. When we honor up, then we can have unity with people. So we honor up. We honor his word, honor his presence, honor the call of our lives, honor our salvation. Because here it is, when you honor him, you position yourself for the miraculous in your life. I often teach on this, uh, you heard me teach on this, but I can't go over this subject without mentioning that in the book of Mark chapter 6, this is not up, but just, I'm just going to paraphrase and summarize this thing, that the Bible says a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And the Bible says because of their unbelief, whose unbelief? The people that were from the same town as Jesus, he came in wanting to heal, wanting to help people, but they did, the, the Bible says that, that he could do barely any miracles there why because they didn't have the honor the Bible says because of their unbelief he couldn't do any miracles among them except place hands on a few sick people and heal them and he was amazed at the unbelief so he could only do a few miracles but then the Bible says in the next chapter that he went to the next town and he healed all what was the difference one group of people lacked belief and honor but the next town perceived them differently perceived them as the anointed messiah perceived them as the healer perceived them to be who he said he was the way the truth and the life and be and when you have honor in your life you position yourself for the miraculous so when we honor up then we'll be able see because you can't tell me you love god who you can't see You can't tell me you love God who you can't see, but hate your brother who you can see. I know. Where's my wife at, baby? I don't know where you're at. I know, I know, I know. You're going to have to encourage me after this one. Put my seatbelt on. It's getting a little bumpy. The Bible says, how can you say you love God who you don't see, but hate your brothers and sisters who you do see? So the true test of spiritual maturity is the way that you treat people. Are you kind to people? Can you, can you embrace people? Can you have conversations with people? Not run away with people and not make excuses about it. See, this is the true test and God desires in this church, I can't speak for any other church, but in this church, I'm breaking in the name of Jesus, the stereotypical mindset of churches and the way that it's done. See, this is not just any church, this is a kingdom church. And so in a kingdom church, we look at one another with love, we pray for one another, we encourage one another, we say hi to one another, we wave at people, we smile at people, we get it, oh, I feel the glory of God. We get excited when other people are blessed in this church and we don't hate on them and we don't envy them. But when somebody's up, then you say, thank God for that because I know that I'm next. 
Look at somebody beside you. Tell them I get excited when you're blessed. I get happy when God blesses you. I get happy when God opens doors for you. I get happy because I know that I'm next. I know that breakthrough's coming for my family too. I know that breakthrough's coming for my marriage too. I know that breakthrough's coming for my job too. I know that I'm getting my blessing too. I get excited to know that my family is being blessed. Talking about, I stay right here within my own. Hey. I'm going to just stay to myself. Because you're making assumptions about everybody in here. And you, and the way they looked at you and the fact that they greeted you a certain way and they didn't text you and they didn't do this to you. And then, and, and, and then you ain't like certain thing they did. Listen. Break from that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke any divisive mindset in this place and I prophesy over this church in the mighty name of Jesus in the authority that God has given me that in this place ain't gonna be no clicks ain't gonna be no people talking about each other backbiting each other you know, you're smiling at somebody in the face but when you turn your back you're talking about them I rebuke the devil about this place when you look at people and you talk about them you're gonna say that person is blessed that person God is gonna use them God is going to lift them up. Yeah, they may not have it together yet, but God is going to do something in their life. I'm tired. I'm tired of that. Of that narrative. Of that mindset. Not in this place. This is a kingdom church. Where we understand that unity invites the presence and the power of God. down. Let's get the whole point. But I think yeah, I got the message. Uh, there we go. You her down. Let's go to Philippians. Nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy. Rather in humility. Value others above yourself. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. I'm going to say it again. True humility is not thinking less of yourself it is thinking of yourself less so humility is all about thinking of others so we honor those that are are working alongside us for the kingdom we honor we honor our children we honor the next generation we honor those people that are alongside us we honor all around not only upward in worship to God but we worship the people that are under us they may work for you or they may serve under you we honor those people we honor up and we honor down and the way that you honor down is the way that you live in the example that you set the way that we can honor the next generation is by handing them the baton of faith. And as we hand that baton with unity, not with, not with criticism and judgment and putting people down, but you hand that baton believing that they're going to carry that baton. That's the way that we honor. That you see the potential and you speak to the potential and you and you encourage and you nurture that that is the way that we honor we honor up we honor down we honor all around first peter chapter 2 verse 17 says honor all people love the brotherhood fear god honor
So we honor each other. The scripture is not up, but I just want to read it. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Why is this place so special? I love this church. Why do I love this place? Because if you were to perceive this place and you would just see with your natural eyes, uh, you would be limited in, in your thinking in the way that you view this place. We don't have a building. We don't have all the resources yet. There's things that we're constantly building on improving on. But I've had testimonies in this place of people who have been to many places and they end up saying there's no place like Hope Center. And it's not because of me. It's not because I've done anything wonderful. It's because of the way that we honor one another in this place. Because when there is honor, that place has life. That place has longevity. That place has community. That place has a bond. That place is a place where you feel the warmth of the Holy Spirit. That's why this place is special. Because we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. You know, one of the most fascinating things, and I'm getting ready to close with this. I hope I'm doing okay. I hope I'm doing all right today. One of the most fascinating things that I enjoy about nature is, uh, is when I see birds migrating. I know this may seem like, you know, whatever to you, but I, I just, I find it so fascinating when I see birds migrating to the south. You know when it's wintertime and birds have to migrate because they're looking for some place that's warm, right? Uh, and, it is, and it is amazing. It's amazing. Give me a second, brother. <laughs> it is amazing because, watch, just pay attention to me. I know y'all looking around like, what's happening? <laughs> y'all getting scared, like, hold up. Don't worry, don't worry. It's amazing uh, when you see birds migrating because you see the intelligent design of God it's it's almost you ever see anybody ever seen that when they're flying together and they're doing it in unison and they're in sync and and they form a V formation when they fly you know in fact military aircrafts like during air shows they mock the same type of V formation because it's, it's amazing the science behind it. In fact, it's majestic. Whenever seasons are changing and I know that birds are getting ready to migrate to the south, I just look up and I just take time and I'm in awe at the way that they know how to come together. You know what's amazing? Birds, right? And we have a greater capacity to think and to move than birds. But birds know when a season is over. <laughs> Birds know, all right, our time is up up here in the north. We got to go somewhere where it's a little warmer. They know I've been comfortable long enough. I wish I had about 10 still. They know to move. They know when to move. They know when the season is up, and then they come together. And when they come together, they form this V formation. And it is amazing 
you know what's amazing? They don't bicker and they don't argue with each other. What's amazing is that the bird that's leading doesn't look back and say, listen, I don't want to fly with this one. Look at this one's wings. I, I, I don't like the way you do that. <laughs> look at this one. Look at the beak on that one. <laughs> that one in the back, I don't like the way that bird chirps. Matter of fact, I gave one of these some worms the other day, and they ain't give me anything back since. It's amazing that these birds know to come together because they are the same kind. So, my God, they don't look at each other's differences, but they pay attention to the mission. They have a vision, and they have a mission, and they got to get somewhere. They know that the season has been up. I've been comfortable for far too long and I need to go to where God is calling me to be. But I can't do it alone. I need to go with my flock. I want to speak to somebody over this place that there is somewhere that God has called you to be. You've been in that comfort for far too long, but God says it's time to get up and it's time to move. Look at somebody and tell them it's time to move, baby. But you can't do it alone. We've got to do it together. So when the leader bird moves, And then, and then they, oh, and then they got to shift because they know that they're going to have to face some storms. They know that there's going to be some resisting winds. They know that they're going to be cold for a little while, but they don't pay attention to the storm. They don't pay attention to the rain. They don't pay attention to when it's cold. They say, we got a vision. Come on, act like you're flying. Act like you're, act like they pay attention in the middle. <laughs> In the midst of the storm, they keep pressing. They stay united. When they fly, they fly together. When they rest, they rest together. When they're up, they're up together. When they're down, they're down together. <laughs> and, and you know, here's what's beautiful. The person that starts in the front doesn't always stay in the front. I'm not hating on you if you lead. Because sometimes I need a little break too. Thank God for all of my preachers and pastors that are rising in this place. Thank God you don't have a pastor that's a hater. But I can't wait till I see pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles raising up in this house. My God, I wish I had a church in this place. We are moving together. Sometimes you got to move and shift. Baby, I need a break. Because here's what's beautiful. When they fly in V formation, it saves time and it saves energy. And you've been for years trying to figure it out on your own. Because you weren't meant to do it on your own. Look at the person beside you and tell them we are better together. So in this year, Come on, act like we flying. Let's get it together. I don't know about my flock. <laughs> In this year, we're going to do it together. 
We're going to be united with one another. We're going to fly together. And if we happen to be down and tired, we're going to stay with each other. We're going to stick to it. We're going to stick and stay. We're not going to make promises that we won't fulfill. We're going to commit. Why? Because Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit. And the Bible declares that he's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's giving you sound mind. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you the power to commit. He's giving you the power to commit and to stay to what you committed to they fly together and then they start enjoying some virgin pina coladas up in Miami Beach and as I close this because what matters in life is not that you get to the place it's how you get to the place God bless you thank you thank God for my flock thank God for my flock because here it is. I hope that you catch it. You can reach your destination having stepped on people. You can reach your destination, man of God, woman of God, after that dream, that vision, but you lost your family. You lost your soul. You lost your relationship with Jesus. I feel like I'm, I'm ministering prophetically over somebody. And you forgot those people that were supposed to be on the journey with you and you were so focused on where you were going that you forgot that it's not as important that that how you get that that you get there but what's important is how you get there and how we're gonna get to the place that we're called to be as a church is together, together. this year I'm not looking for a tribe that fills my vibe this year, I'm not looking for gang gang. Nah, 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 nah. This year, I want a flock. <laughs> you may be different from me. You may speak different from me. You may have come from a different place than I came from. But we are going to be in this thing together. Come on, can we celebrate Jesus in this place? I said, can we celebrate Jesus in this place? Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.